Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Care Ministry Podcast. Believe it or not, we're on episode 94 for Thursday, September 22nd. And uh, today we are going to be covering a heavy topic. Uh, some of you may know, and many may not, that September is Suicide Awareness Month. So we just want to equip people with some information and uh, hopefully just be helpful. And uh, But before we do that, I know Tommy's got got a soft start for us. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'd, I was uh, at lunch today, and I, I was uh, listening to some 80s music, and so I was just thinking, you know, like, what songs take me back? And you know, there, there's a lot of just, like, really great songs from the 80s, but what uh, what songs do you think of, like, when you when you have, like, your 80s playlist, if you had to make an <laughs> 80s playlist, what, what are some songs that, that just are must-haves on there? Okay, so as soon as you just told us you were going to ask us this question, I forgot every song title I've ever known. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> or you could just say but bands. My yeah. favorite was Bon Jovi. Okay. Oh, it was right. my first true love. All right. There's that. But we... So like living on a prayer? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But we recently had a women's retreat, th- you know, through our church here, and the theme was 80s, and there was an 80s party. But in the beginning, they just played, you know, some background 80s music, and it made me remember, like... Like how much of a variety there was Diverse, of music in that. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. forgot. So. And it was all on one station. You listen to yes, the top 40, yes. right? It's all on one <laughs> station. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's anything. I could go songs, but I would say anything by Madonna, uh, Michael Jackson, or Prince from the 80s will take me straight back to like my yes. childhood. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like Police. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Um, Journey. Um yeah, Madonna was good. Cindy Lauper. Oh, you know. Yeah. Like, She's yeah. she looks younger now than she did in the eighties. Have you seen her? <laughs> oh man <laughs> on some commercials? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing what was it CGI yeah. or what technology <laughs> could do. I, if Cindy Lauper, if you're listening, I'm just we're just kidding, but <laughs> but we're just making honest observations. So, uh, um, I yeah, hope, I hope Cindy Lauper's yeah. listening. That'd yeah, that would be really cool if she is listening. So. <laughs> Um, so as we dive in, though, we're just talking about um, suicide, and um, you know, there's definitely a lot we can talk about this topic. You know, we were as we were preparing for today, uh, we were talking about all the different like perspectives that we can look at um, when thinking about and talking about suicide. But uh, we really just want to, just like Tom said, equip um, you know just general advice and uh, tools if you come across someone who yeah. is. Uh, having thoughts of suicide or hopelessness. So. Yeah, we were talking, we always try to have a little discussion about the topic prior to being on. And one of the things Tommy and I were talking about is I, I grew up in basically the 80s. I was born in the 70s. But when I was a kid, if if we heard about someone committing suicide, it was so shocking. Mm-hmm. And some of you listening may not realize this, but it has become so prevalent um, that it's almost lost its shock value on people. And so I think it's really good to have a month where we are, um, I don't think it's awareness in the sense that people don't know people are taking their own lives, but awareness in the sense of what an epidemic this has really become mm-hmm. and maybe equipping you a little bit to spot it, to uh, help a friend or family member that may be considering it, um, and certainly um, where to go if you feel out of your depth and don't either don't feel comfortable or don't know how to help someone in that way. Yeah. Well, and, and I think too, you bring up a great point is that, um, you know, oftentimes we hear it and we have become, uh, I don't want to use the word numb to it, but it's just like, Oh, another person, you know? And mm. whereas, yeah, I, 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 you know, I remember hearing about, um, a situation where a guy, you know, he was, uh, 
he was buying a house, he was building a house, and um, my my parents were in the house building industry for a long time, and um, the contractors came and found him, you know, oh and gosh. so, you know, just, you know, and it was just like, I remember my parents having that conversation with me that, you know, it was just, that was, you know, just one situation I'd heard, and it had been probably years since I heard anything else about yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I feel just kind of moved in this moment to say, to anybody that might be listening to this podcast that has considered it or may be considering hurting themselves in some way that um, you may not feel this or know this right now, but God loves you. Mm-hmm. He believes you and your life are precious. He has plans for you to prosper you, to not to harm you, um, and that even this dark place that you're in now, it will pass. And uh, we would love to be a resource for you, and we know even if you're not in this community that there are resources around you. Yep. Yes and amen. But I just need some. I just need people to hear that God loves you. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And and um, you know the suicide is not your only option. Suicide is not the best option. Suicide is not you know um, is not the solution. Not a good option. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good option. Yeah. And you know one of the things I uh, you know as we we're doing some research, like I was looking at CDC, and then uh, I remember I was. Uh, just taking some notes from the recent AACC conference in Dallas. Um, right now, uh, as a uh, for the population of the United States, uh, suicide, the adjusted numbers, when you, when, you t- when you look at the numbers, and we were talking about the adjusted numbers before, so like sometimes you have people who die from overdose or you have people who die from car wrecks. When you, um, when you get into the, the specifics, though, like there are some people who do that intentionally. And so when you add those numbers to the suicide, it actually is the number two uh, leading cause of death in the United States. Wow. Which, which boggles the mind. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's a scary thought. I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, let that sink in for a minute that people not wanting to live anymore is the second leading cause of death, at least in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is staggering. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what percentage of those people know the Lord. Um, and there are some lost souls in those numbers and any lost soul is one too many. And, uh, and I, and I'm, I think that's why I'm really glad we're talking about this. And, you know, um, one of the things I want to talk about is that there is a link obviously between mental illness, mental health and suicide. Mm -hmm. But I think people also need to know that there are plenty of people that don't exhibit signs or symptoms mm-hmm. that might be contemplating that. Yep. And, and so the best defense are really those people who are close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, m- I might have a, an acquaintance in my life and because I don't know them well, I'm not seeing signs, changes in behavior, things like giving away my, my items that are important to me. Like that's a sign, uh, beginning to withdraw more than usual. So you might have somebody that's kind of by nature withdrawn, but if they're mm-hmm. completely, you know, shutting themselves off in their apartment or their house now and never communicating with anyone. Um, if uh, you are seeing, you know, ongoing sadness and depression for weeks at a time, I mean, all these things are flags and signs. And again, you're as a family f- or, or loved friend or spouse for that matter, you, you're the best defense. Um, go ahead, Lori, you're going to say something. I was something. just going to ask, do you think that suicide is more often something that's thought through and planned out or it's more impulsive 
Well, that's a really great question, and and I don't have stats sitting in front of me, and I would say the answer is a little bit of both. Yeah, There are certainly yeah. spontaneous suicides. If I had to guess, just based on counseling experience and what I've witnessed, it's more uh, planned, or you could almost say it's a combination, mm-hmm. because I think what happens is someone gets to a place where they feel like they're ba- they're backed into a corner, and suddenly something that they would have never thought about before or contemplated becomes an option. Tommy was talking about, like, this is not a good option, but right. when sometimes when we're desperate and we feel backed into a corner, something we would have never considered, suddenly now we're considering. So there's this sort of planned and spontaneous nature to it all at the same time. It's a really good question. Yeah. Um, so as far as, uh, you know, just some some – some tips and some resources. Um, one thing, you know, and, and uh, I, don't, I don't claim to be an expert on mental health uh, when it comes to things like, you know, mental illnesses um, but uh, or, or suicide, but, but just a few things I've heard and seen and just heard multiple, multiple times again that just seems to be a couple of reoccurring themes is one is to take it serious. Hey, yes. Um, you know, some people are joking about it. Um, some people are, you know, it's very clear that they have a plan and they're on the verge of that plan, but to always just take it serious and to not, not downplay any, um, any, uh, threats or any kind of comments. One thing I was reading, I was trying to find it was, uh, uh, it says here, uh, this is from H Norman Wright's uh, crisis, uh, manual. Uh, this is what we're given at, at Liberty, uh, for a couple of our classes was it says, uh, and there is one word to listen for that is the most dangerous word in all suicide intent, and it's the word only. And it's words like, you know, or like phrases like, uh, it is the only thing I can think of. It's the only solution, or the only solution is, or it's mm-hmm. the only way I can solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about like that very, like, um, uh, that tunnel yeah. vision, yeah. or they actually had a name for it. I'm trying to figure out, I think it's called a, can't remember what it was now. Oh, constriction. That's what they called it. Constriction. Yep. Where it's like this like very narrow mindset and only seeing, well, there's a word again, only, but uh, seeing just one solution yep. uh, to their problem, which again is not really a solution. Yep. And for years now, there's been basically three questions they want you to think about if someone, well, one of them is if a person says, and I like what Tommy said, I, I can't know for sure if someone's serious or not. So if someone tells me they're suicidal, then as far as I'm concerned, they're suicidal. I don't try to second guess. I don't think, oh, I know this person. They just want attention. Oh, they just, you know, whatever. I, I If they say they're suicidal, they're suicidal. But the other two things you want to find out from somebody is do they have means? So when we say means, if someone says, I am going to kill myself by shooting myself, and you know they own 10 guns, Mm -hmm. then they have means. Mm -hmm. If they say, I'm going to overdose on pills, and they take medication for something, again, they have means. And then the other thing would be like, and and do they have a plan? So, uh, you know, that's kind of in that statement, right? I am going to kill myself by, well, that's their plan. And so you may want to uh, dial 911, if you know they live with somebody, you might want to call that person and give them a heads up. Remember, better to be safe and wrong than to not take it seriously and have someone go through with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, actually one of the, the things here I was reading from uh, Tim Clinton, president of AACC, uh, he says, uh, open discussion sometimes followed by hospitalization or referral 
can reduce the likelihood of suicide. Yeah, and so absolutely. I mean, there there have been times where, you know, at church people have, have come in and, um, you know, and and I I kind of want to kick this over to Tom because I, I know like normally if someone comes in they have, uh, and they specifically want to talk about uh, mental illness. I know you will see them, mm-hmm. but uh, you know if 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 anybody, whether it's you know somebody on the care team, or or one of our pastors or volunteers who even get an inkling that someone is is uh, contemplating that we we've had multiple situations where we've right. had to intervene and call nine one one. That's and, right, and we, and we try to do it. I just want to say we try to do it as gracefully as possible too. We try to you know um, not make a big right big thing of it. Right. Yeah, one of the things we always want to be cautious of is um, being overly overbearing or pushy to somebody who might be talking about suicide. Um, we we want to. I, I love what Tommy read there about. We really want to be offering options. Yep. Maybe help them to see something they're not seeing. Um, even seeing the short. Um, in perspective, the short duration of the problem they're in. A lot of times I'll say this about my own problems. When I'm in a problem and it's my problem, it can feel like it's going to be forever. There's never going to be a way out of it. How is this going to change? But I sit down and talk to Tommy and Tommy goes, Oh, you know, I, I went through that one time, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not there anymore. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a good place now and I'm doing well. And all of a sudden I have a perspective I didn't have before. So we want to have, friendly conversation. Um, when we have had someone come into the church, um, we're also very open with them. Hey, if we think you're going to hurt yourself, it's our duty and, and our heart to, to help you. And we've had some people that have said, you know what, uh, I, I don't really want to go through with it. Thank you for calling the hospital and I'll check myself in. And we've had other people that we've had to call the police and mm-hmm. um, we're going to do, and I'm, I'm saying this because I'm encouraging those of you listening to do the same thing. Better, I would rather somebody be mad at me for calling the police on them right. and be alive than me think we left in a friendly way and then they yep. take their life. Yep. I, I, it's, the life is so important and so precious that I'm going to do what I've got to do to preserve that life. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and just to kind of take that, you know, to expand on that, you know, one thing that, that we, uh, you know, ethically, everything is confidential. Um, however, uh, when it gets to the point of hurting yourself or hurting someone else, that's when we, we are required to um, uh, to reach out and get to additional assistance. Yeah. But but it's because it's that serious. Um, another theme uh, I've, I've seen and I've, I've heard and I've read about and, uh, you know, I've even done is just doing like routine follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, checking in with the person, you know, we were talking earlier, it depends on uh, who you read, where you read it, what the latest study is, but it's, it's somewhere between uh, three months to a year after uh, an attempt, uh, which is still a very crucial window. Mm-hmm. So depending on, again, a lot of different factors, but if someone has attempted before, uh, usually within that three month to 12 month window, it's still a very fragile time, and so it's very important to, to follow up and do routine yep. checkups. Yep. As well. Some flags, too, to, to watch out for if you know a family um, where there's a history of suicide. Unfortunately, these things do tend to run in families. Um, there's a lot higher likelihood if a, a parent has taken their life that a child will attempt as well. Um, so if you know that's your family or you know a family that way, just know that to be watching for signs. Um, again, uh, you know, 
folks that have a radical change in behavior, especially if they go from deep depression and suddenly the next day when you're interacting with them, they're happy and free and they're acting like a mm -hmm. burden's off. Uh, and again, I'm not telling you jump to a conclusion. I'm saying it might be a nice time to engage them in conversation, ask some of the other things that we've talked about today. You know, we're the care ministry here. We're all we're really talking about is caring for our neighbor, loving our neighbor as ourselves, yep. watching out for them. Um, Tommy mentioned it at the top about, you know, how permanent this is. And, you know, on one hand, as a believer, uh, I look forward to heaven and how heaven is going to be free of, of pain and, and suffering. And I'm going to get a new body and all of that's great. But the Lord gave us a physical life for a reason. It's a gift as well. Mm -hmm. And he has things that we're here for. He has a purpose for us here on earth. And I just hate to see people uh, not get to live out their purpose mm -hmm. um, and, and to to um, do something that's drastic uh, that's not necessary. Yep. You know, the other uh, one, one thing I was reading about uh, preparing for today uh, going back to the H. Norman Wright crisis book, uh, he was talking a lot about questions and trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on. And so I thought it was very interesting, and I actually learned something as I was preparing for this, was um, there's a difference between, you know, there, there's there's many different things that can be happening. So, like, one could be a suicide attempt. One could be a suicidal threat, a suicidal hint, suicidal activity, suicidal symptoms, you know, there could even be just like um, uh, things that are leading up to it, you know, if you would, uh, like a crisis that was recently uh, happened. So just trying to figure out, you know, when you when you are having that follow up conversation again, it, it's really helpful to ask a lot of questions and really try to understand. And and it's important too for that other for that person who uh, who is having, you know, uh, challenges or stress or depression or hopelessness to be honest as well but it's, it's just really it's really critical that we ask a lot of questions and you know I I know I've heard people say it before and that is that it's it's not harmful to talk about suicide that's right oftentimes people think you can't mention it um, otherwise it'll give them the idea but it's it's actually very helpful to, to yeah. use the word suicide and, and nowadays especially with how front and center this is the likelihood is you're not giving anybody an idea they haven't already had uh, you know, one of the clinical terms we use is ideation, suicidal ideation. And what that means is if someone says to you, I've been thinking about it. And that goes back to a couple of things we've said earlier about need to take that very seriously. Um, they may not have seriously contemplated it yet, meaning it's come to mind. They thought about it. It's an option amongst options. But even to be including that as an option is a flag. Mm -hmm. So if someone says to you, oh, yeah, I've thought of it don't take that lightly, you mm -hmm. know, you know, flesh that out with them, offer to pray with them. Um, you know, like if you're in this community, we would love to sit down with them. And if, if we feel like we're out of our depth, we would refer them out for, for therapy. Um, but we would certainly want to talk and, and encourage and, you know, a, a good fail safe against this is avoiding isolation. And we really, especially here at Northside, believe heavily in community and how important a, a, a biblically-centered, God-fearing community is in your life. And from life groups to support groups to activities to do, missions is getting ready to go to Guatemala for two weeks. Like there's a, a lot of ways to be a part of and to not feel alone or isolated. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, the uh, as, we, as we turn the page a little bit, um, 
Tom and I we were talking about you know just like some passages that are are helpful uh, during moments like this. Uh, one of my my favorite passages is Second uh, Corinthians one uh, verses uh, three and four, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, I'm almost positive. It's three and four. It talks about how God is a comfort. God, God is the source of all comfort. He's the God of all comfort, and He comforts us in all of our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those with the same comfort with which we received That's from good. God. Yeah. And so, um, which goes along with one of the things that H. Norman Wright talked about in his book. He says, you know, uh, for those of us who do know Christ, uh, it's helpful for us to share the good news of Christ uh, with those who have no hope, because sometimes people don't have the hope of, of Christ in them. And uh, and so it's just, it's it's really critical. And, and we can go down the, the whole, you know, discussion about integrating uh, Christian uh, beliefs and the Bible into uh, counseling and coaching and all that stuff and the effectiveness. But the bottom line is, if someone doesn't know Christ, then they don't have the hope. Um, they, they don't have the hope that Christians do. Well, I always tell people, theology beget philosophy beget psychology. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. has its root in theology anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, God, God cared for people first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I, I like a scripture uh, here. I've got a, a page of some references, but Psalm 34, 17 through 20, um, and this is out of the English Standard Version. It says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them from their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And I just want to encourage my brothers and sisters out there, you know, for those of us who are in the Lord, that's a message to you right from God, right right through his word to you, that if you're in that dark place where you feel crushed in spirit, cry out to him. He'll hear you and he'll save you. Um, and he may do that through a person. He may do that. Uh, through a feeling, he may do that. Uh, he, you know, he can work in so many different mysterious ways, but that's a promise. That's a promise from his word. And uh, so, so call out to him. Yeah. Uh, one, one passage I wanted to uh, encourage people with was uh, I was actually, uh, this was not intentional. I was actually doing, uh, I've been trying to integrate more silence and solitude in my, uh, with my uh, spiritual disciplines and things like that. And uh, so I was, doing that this morning, and I was looking at uh, Romans 8, verses 1 through 3, and it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. For for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so I was just really like meditating and being, and just really thinking about that passage today. And it's just so important to understand that like, that, you know, uh, Christ has come to set us free. Like there is, there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, when, when we have these, these moments of, of feeling like there's no way out, Christ is there saying, no, there. There, there's there's many ways, and it begins with Christ, and it begins in Christ, and through Christ, and and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get maybe overly deep for a minute, so yeah, um, I'll just say now, Tommy might cut this out later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but talking with some friends recently and talking about the relationship um, between suicide and depression, and then depression and anger, um, and I've had a lot of discussions with people lately about 
what the word says. And the word says that love, perfect love, that is, casts out fear. And it doesn't say that perfect love is the opposite of hate or that perfect love is the opposite of anger. It doesn't say it's the opposite of depression. It says it's, it's the opposite. It's opposed to fear. It drives out fear. And fear is really where all those negative emotions start. You know, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to those struggles and the resentments and things. And then when that anger is not, we don't know how to deal with it, how to get it out, how to appropriately express it. Over time, that's literally depressed down. And over Mm -hmm. time, we become depressed. And so there's a big relationship in suicide with not feeling connected to love. And God, we know... His word in First John says he is love. If we're not connected to God, then we don't have love in our life. And if we don't have love in our life, it can't cast out the fear. And so that stuff begins to build up. So if you don't hear anything else today uh, personally, now we've talked about how to reach out to a friend and signs, but for you personally listening, lean into God, let him love you, really know that he, he died for you. He died for us all, but he died for you. And, and, let that resonate in your soul and what that means and, and let him drive out. You know, the Bible's very clear that if we respect God and we fear him, we have nothing else to fear. And so really putting that trust in him. Uh, and again, you might be led to a community of, of people and maybe you need some biblical counseling and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But we know, and I know Tommy agrees with this, God's always the answer. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the way. Uh, we, we know ultimately he's the answer. Now, how we get there and how we apply that might be, again, through other people and other processes, but he's the answer. Yep. And uh, he's the answer to this problem, too. Yep. Yes and amen. You know, just uh, you know, as we get ready to wrap up, you know, it, it, this, uh, without violating any confidentiality, it's just, it's starting to hit really close to home. It's really starting to get too close. And so uh, we just... You know, we just want to make sure that, that we're doing our best to make sure that we're reaching out, letting people know that you are loved, that there are other options. Uh, I want to give you a couple different um, things here. Like, you know, one is uh, you can always stop by our office. You know, we're, our office is open 8 to 5, Monday through Thursday, and then 8 to noon, noon on Friday. Uh, and then you can also call us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, and yes, Christmas morning or Easter morning or Thanksgiving evening, like, like yes, there is somebody on call ready to help you navigate through those things. And that number is 812-945-8704. 812-945-8704. Uh, we are here to serve you. We love you. And uh, it is our, our pleasure to come alongside you uh, during uh, any, any affliction, any challenge. But do, you, uh, do you happen to have, um, I can look it up over on the podcast yeah. here, but do you have a like a suicide hotline for yes. those who are not in our uh, area? Let me check real quick here. Uh, there is a suicide hotline. And uh, and actually, uh, if you're a veteran too, it's actually the same suicide hotline, but there's like a number you press if you're a veteran. Suicide hotline. Oh, this is cool. I didn't know about this. It says you can actually just dial 988. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you really? can text 988. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. just came up. Yep. Um, um, and they're, they're still going to have the suicide hotline. So the that that number, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Not uh, that you guys didn't know that we don't know at all, but I just learned something new, like right yeah. now. <laughs> well, and if you, if you look, there also is an option for, you know, people who 
who don't want to actually talk to somebody. It looks like you can chat, so you can text with somebody oh, that's good. about something you're going through. Yeah, that's good. So the uh, the suicide uh, lifeline, and again, the the nine eight eight. I read this somewhere, but uh, it they're, they're still going to keep the 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 hotline. It's eight hundred two seven three talk. Yeah, eight hundred two seven three talk. So talk is eight two five five. So eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Uh, there is always someone who's willing and able to serve. And, uh, you know, one thing I tell people, too, is give me a fake name. Like, I, I don't need a real name. Right. Like, I mean, and, uh, you know, but we're here to serve you. So, yeah. uh, but as we get ready to wrap up, uh, we're going to close out in prayer. Uh, so, yeah. So let's go to the Lord. Uh, Lord, we just thank you so much today uh, for your blessings and just how much uh, you love us, Lord, and uh, your lowliness to step into our broken and sinful world. Lord, I just want to lift up uh, all those across the globe who are hurting, uh, who are who don't have the hope uh, that it, that is only found in Jesus, and the the hope that is only found in Your Word. And so, Father, I just want to lift them up. I want to lift up those who are who are hurting right now. Lord, I just pray that uh, that they just see that that You are closer than what they can imagine. That You have not left them. You have not forsaken them, and that uh, that You are there. Uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, if anyone is uh, considering harming themselves, um, that they just reach out and have a conversation. Lord, Lord, we, we would love to be on the other end of that call to have that conversation. But if it's not us, you know, father, I just pray that you just overwhelm them with resources to, uh, to make that happen. Lord, Lord, we know that, that suicide is a, is a real, um, event and it, it's, it's really painful and it, and it really, uh, impacts so many people every day. And, uh, Lord, our heart just breaks for that. And so, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that you just comfort those who are, uh, who are grieving right now, comfort those who are mourning, comfort those who are, who just feel like there's no hope. Um, Lord, we know that, uh, that in Christ and in Christ alone, that there's nothing you can't fix. There's nothing you can't heal. There's nothing you can't redeem. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that those who just are, are feeling hopeless right now uh, and feel like that there's no other way out they just see that, that they see that you are there. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for this ministry and uh, and everything we do, Father. May we just glorify you. And it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So don't forget, every other Thursday morning, you can check out our podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Amazon, or Apple. You can also go to mynorthside.com slash care for additional resources. Love you guys, and we'll catch you next time.